Are you looking for the best tips and tricks to run a successful dental practice? You're in the right place. Welcome to Bulletproof Dental Practice, interviewing some of today's most successful dentists with your hosts, Dr. Peter Bolden and Dr. Craig Spodak. Welcome back to the Bulletproof Dental Practice podcast. Today, we have an awesome guest. Um, I'm your host, Dr. Peter Bolden, and we have Dr. Craig Spodak on as well. And today we're talking with Stuart Fought, and he's the founder of PatientSnap.com. It's a company that is focused on garnering um, or acquiring online reviews and um, and some special tactics to do so. So, Stuart, we're glad to have you on. Look forward to kind of uh, helping deliver some tactics, like I said, for for acquiring reviews for practices and um, giving some value to the the uh, listeners here today. So, welcome. Thank you. Yeah, good to be, good to be with you guys. I I'm uh, I'm excited to to chat a little bit about reviews, and then another big thing uh, that we're into is social media videos. So, yeah, good to good to be with you guys. Give us a quick like thirty second background of kind of the uh, the evolution or the genesis of your company, and um and and kind of what your mission is going forward. Sure. So yeah, I kind of got my start. I used to work at uh, at Dentrix. Um, right out of college, went to work at, at Dentrix and, you know, was there for a couple of years, um, kind of learned uh, some aspects of the business side of dentistry and, and really kind of fell in love with uh, with this particular niche. And from there, I thought like, wow, you know, wouldn't it be cool to, to kind of do something on my own? And so uh, I'd say about, you know, seven years ago or so, I, I went out on my own. I started, uh, you know, my first company, which was a uh, an SEO company. Um, you know, focus on dentistry, um, and did that for a couple of years. Learned a bunch. Uh, one of the things I, I I took away from that experience was the power of online reviews. So mm-hmm. you know, I, I I just learned, my gosh, what's actually getting patients into the office from the internet um, were these these online reviews. And so I thought, man, wouldn't it be cool to to help dental practices get a bunch of reviews? And so that's been my focus for the past. Uh, five years or so. And, uh, you know, we, we again focus on, you know, mainly Yelp and Google reviews, but just the process of getting a, a positive patient to leave a review for the, for the doctor. And so we've created a system and a software for that. And that's, that's kind of like our passion, man. That's what we're all about. Cool. Well, Craig and I are obvious. I mean, you know, we're big proponents of, uh, I mean, who, who's not a big proponent of, of review acquisitions and such. Um, but, what I've found though is is it's very hard. You know, we got a lot to do as as dentists. We got to run the business. You know, do the dentistry. And by the time you're done with it all, like the last thing you have to do is think about like how can I tactically get reviews or how can I ask for them. So I, I understand that you've kind of streamlined, automated, scaled the process, whatever whatever it may be. Why don't you kind of explain, um, you know, kind of best practices for review acquisition? Sure. So yeah, I mean, I mean, I I always give you know doctors like like you guys props, right, <laughs> for for being on the side that actually understands the value because you'd think that you know in two thousand now what's two thousand seventeen, you'd think that everyone would understand the value of it, but uh, surprisingly enough, there's so many people who are just living in another world and they don't understand the value. So, anyways, props for that. Um, but again, yeah, the, the struggle is always, you know, how do we get our, our happy patients to go home, um, or, you know, jump through the, the necessary hoops to leave a review. Um, mm-hmm. cause I don't know about you guys, but whenever I have a, a good experience with, with the business, right. 
Um, I, I'll come back. I'll maybe mention it to a friend or two. Uh, I'll be happy, but you know, chances are good. I'm not going to actually jump through the hoops again to write a review on Yelp or Google or, you know, any of these other, you know, myriad of websites that, you know, patients write reviews on. And so what we've learned is, you know, best, best way to do it, um, is, is create a, a way for every single patient on their mobile phone to get a text message that says, Hey, how was the visit? And I want to make sure the patient was happy first. If the patient indicates that they had a good experience, we want to make it as simple as possible for them to, to write a review where it matters. And it, again, you know, those, those different sites, most people know it, but some still don't. So it's important for doctors to have a reviews, have positive reviews on Yelp, Google, and then uh, also on your website. And so with us, we've just learned that if we get patients either right after their uh, appointment to leave a review or even at the office to leave a review, um, we're more, we're more effective at actually capturing more patients to leave reviews. And, and what modality are you using, Stuart? Is it text message or is it email based? Because I know there's studies that show the, uh, the, uh, efficacy of both those mediums. So what are you guys doing? Yeah. So we're, we're big believers in, in mobile text. Yeah. And so we've the last, I'd say five, six years, we've tried everything, man. We've, we've really dissected this particular thing and we keep going back to just making it as simple as possible via text, you know, when the patient is in the office or right after their appointment um, to leave a review right then and there. Um, a lot of, a lot of different companies and, and providers out there will, will send an automated email. Um, bummer with that is, and I'm sure maybe you guys have experienced this, uh, you know, it'll get caught in the patient's spam folder a lot of the times. Um, and then also it'll get ignored with the other, you know, 10, 15, you know, uh, emails that that patient had gotten that day. And so if you can imagine, you're way more likely to, you know, get the patient to actually leave a review if it's really simple via text. And that's kind of what we've done. Cool. You know, as far as the review, you know, just for the, for the listeners out there that are thinking like, because I still encounter dentists, they're like, well, reviews are not that important. Yelp right. is rigged. This is all a bunch of BS. It's not going to really affect my bottom line. The data shows, I mean, I, I, I think, I think I'm more of a, you know, even though I'm a generation X, I'm 45 years old. I actually think a little bit more like a millennial. Maybe not. I, I didn't get 46 trophies by the time I was nine years old, but yeah. I, 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 I do kind of, I, I never buy anything regardless of price or go to any restaurant. I travel a lot. I won't even grab a slice of pizza without looking at the reviews first. And invariably, when a patient comes to me and says, you know, I had a really bad experience and I read your reviews and I'm here, I always say, did you read the reviews the first time around when you had that bad experience? They're like, no, I should have. Or I'll hear a patient saying, like, I'm in the chair and the guy seems kind of weird. And then I read the reviews. So everything, you know, now it's mobile. Everybody can do reviews from anywhere, read the reviews from anywhere. But I just want you to speak to the audience just how important, speak in specifics and maybe some detail about what percentage of people. Um, read reviews and how what they feel about if you have those statistics handy yeah so the the stat that um i can't remember who did this study but there's been several studies done on this and you know the the number just offhand don't quote me but i I think it's 88 percent of patients you know currently are are checking online reviews before they go to they go into the practice you know i would imagine so yeah yeah so about 88 percent was the number that sticks out in my mind 
Um, but like you said, it's like, you know, you're in your forties, I'm in my mid thirties. Um, I, we both read reviews. I live on, on, on these review sites as well for every type of business, you know, same as you. Um, but then also my parents, you know, they're in their early sixties and the last couple of years they've been jumping on the review thing. Right. So maybe they don't, you know, write a bunch of reviews, but we can, we can bet that the majority of our patients old and young, you know, young and now old, um, are reading these reviews. So I would agree with that. I, I think honestly, the, the Amazon society is training us to do that. Um, yep. becoming yeah, more and sure. more because everything, you know, even my mom, like you said, will get on there and be like, Oh, this product had good reviews. I'm like, where'd you see that? Oh, you know, Amazon, you can see all the reviews. And so I think that's just becoming habitual in our society. Um, you don't know. Stuart, cool. I actually go ahead, bud. Sorry. You know, what's cool, Peter. I'm just thinking out loud here. It's almost like the, de- the democratization of, small business. Cause like, you know, let's say 20 years ago, you could just be some jackass small business person or medium sized business person and flood your local area with just tons of advertising, you know, right. you know, $5 special and everything. It, actually- it was all the better business bureau. Like it was all that, you know, like oh, yeah, better business I mean, bureau ranking. Like that's gotten like, right. That's now, not even, ch- that didn't even exist anymore. Well, you could buy your way through that. You can pay and you can resolve the conflicts and go through their kind of their formulary to actually still show up. Okay. But if you think about it, business has changed. It's been power to the people. And I mean, mm-hmm. unfortunately our patients abuse that sometimes or like, you know, I've had a patient come in the last couple of weeks and it was just a no charge consult. And I'm like, I threaten definitely you, don't want to treat, I don't want to treat this person. You know, there's no way I'm going to treat them. threaten you with like, oh, if you don't do this, I'm going to do it. I'm going to post a bad review. Those kind of things. So you're right. Power to the people, but works both ways. Yeah, um, and exactly. sometimes people can abuse that. Um, Stuart, I have a question that I've been always kind of wanted to ask on reviews. Yeah. And at what point, all right, so let's say everybody gets savvy with this, right? And starts review it. At what point is there, you know, now, now every dentist has reviews and every dentist has a hundred reviews. At what point is there diminishing returns in terms of the reviews that you have? Like, is it over a hundred? It doesn't really matter anymore. Or, um, or back to my original statement is like, what happens when, when there's everyone has reviews and there's no differentiating factor? Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, definitely there's, there's certain markets that, you know, we, we work in. So for example, in Los Angeles, right. A lot of, uh, dental practices are very active on Yelp. And so, um, it's a little bit harder to stick out, but, uh, I, I would say overall, we're kind of a, a, a long way from that. And so I would urge, you know, doctors listening to this who have maybe thought about reviews or haven't to really look into it, really look into like, okay, how do we really implement and go crazy with this? Because I feel like it's such a huge opportunity to have an advantage over your competitors. Right. Um, it's kind of, I see it as like the modern day word of mouth right? It's a, it's a permanent, huge word of mouth billboard that's always going to be there. Um, but to really stand out, um, I mean, me as a consumer, every time I log into one of these review sites and I check out reviews and I'm deciding on a business or a practice to use, um, I usually go with whoever's got the best stars and the most reviews. And of course, you know, say I'm looking at, you know, three different dental practices, they all have got great reviews. Typically, my I naturally, as a consumer, will go to the one with the most and the best reviews. And so I would just urge your listeners to make it a goal. You know, make it a goal to, usually when we start working with the practice, we'll say like, hey, you know, you got to be at 150 reviews on Google. 
you know, you're not going to get there in a day, but let's, let's work it, you know, let's, let's based on their market. Right. So it may be, right. yeah, it may, yeah, it may be, you know, 30 or 40 might do the job, but shoot, I mean, as a rule of thumb, it'd be awesome and amazing for, you know, to, to have like 150 positive reviews. So patients looking online, they're not, their eyes naturally scroll to your office because you have the most stars and the best reviews and, and, you know, in order to do that, you've just got to have a, a good system that works for you and, and makes it easy for, you know, positive patients to, to actually leave the review. It seems like such common sense that like that, that that's like the lowest hanging fruit is right. Is gosh, like online reputation management. Um, but that being said, it, you know, it's not the lowest hanging fruit, although it's an easy thing to acquire. It's, it's really hard to literally do the acquisition. I mean, meaning you can set the process and that's an easy thing to do, but actually getting, you know, entrusting the process to another human that you can't, you can't really say you must do this. Right. You know, that's the variable, right? Like you can tell your, you know, your team or your employees, like you got to do this, but like, you can't say that to a patient. So if everything's predicated on having them remember to write you a review, like that's not a process. Sure. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And I always ask my doctors when we, when we start to work with them, it's like, you know, how many patients a month would you say that you have? And they'll, they'll tell me, you know, anywhere from a hundred to 500, whatever the number is. And I say, great, you know, let's, let's send the invite to every single patient. If, uh, for whatever reason, a patient was negative, let's get that feedback and utilize it. And if they're positive, man, if, if we can, but just get five positive reviews a month, you know, you times five times times 12, it's like, you know, you're looking good. You're getting more and the, the most reviews of, of your competition in your area. And so that's, we, we just urge people to kind of take baby steps. You, you brought up something good, actually, because, you know, you'll see some things that look artificial to the consumer, meaning if your cadence is like you have 100 reviews in one month and all of a sudden nothing, right? Like that looks fishy to people. Oh. And so I like that you brought up the cadence, like, look, let's go for five, 10 reviews a month and stay there and stay consistent and commit to the process versus like, you know, let, let's, let, let's, let's crush it this week, you know? Yeah. And exactly. I do see that honestly. Yeah, this is, so. this is kind of more of a, an evergreen strategy versus a, mm -hmm. a quick fix. And so, um, so yeah. And, and I think it's really, you know, a good thing to think about too, is like, you know, making sure the entire staff, and your office as a whole has a, you know, we kind of build the culture of, hey, we, we understand the value of reviews and we work hard as a culture to get positive reviews. Like that's one of our, our core things that we're working towards as an office. And I feel like the offices that do that, they, they flourish. Can you talk to me about, Stuart, can you talk to me about um, this idea that you must or it's better to respond to your reviews and leave them alone. I mean, I heard something recently and it was passing about if you respond to all reviews, good or bad, it helps your SEO. Is that true or not true? Yeah. So from an SEO perspective, um, I'm not a hundred percent on that. So I'm, I'm not sure. Um, but what I tell offices is I say, yeah, go ahead and respond to every, you know, negative, um, every negative review, go ahead and respond to those positive reviews. Um, say you had, I mean, a hundred positive reviews and then you responded to each one. I don't know. I think that's a little kind of overkill, but, um, I like to see our doctors respond to, I would say one and, you know, maybe, you know, 5% or something like that. I think it's nice. I think it's cool for people who are looking at the reviews to, to be able to see, Oh, you know, the doctor cares. 
but maybe not um, have it be so overkill, if that makes sense. Got it. Yeah, I would say I think that's a great a great point because the and and I try my my mindset is I would rather have them reply to every review possible, um, but obviously the squeaky wheel gets the grease. So bad reviews get the first attention, but we've been trying to respond to all of them okay. based on the fact that it's this. And, and here's why it's not because like to just check the box, but sometimes it's another opportunity for us to reinforce the value of what we brought that patient and someone else may see that. So it's another little marketing opportunity For to sure. say as, as are the bad reviews. Like sometimes we'll get bad reviews and someone will say, you know, X, Y, and Z happen. And, and then we will go into the process of why we do it that way and how it's, you know, how it's, a, you know, it's a service to them, not a detriment. And, and I'm sorry, you know, so we'll go into the, you know, you know, another, another marketing, another education standpoint in that negative review response, right? The same with positive, but it's just one more forum to kind of, uh, you know, establish yourself or market yourself or, or explain why you're different. It's a differentiating factor. And it's just another, another, that's, that's my, my, my concept to my team. Yeah. Yeah. I, I see that Peter, you're responding, you're responding to all your reviews. I'm looking at your Atlanta dental spa, 176 mm-hmm. reviews, just about all of them responded. It's amazing. Yeah, killer. Um, another another point that just comes to mind is, you know, I have a I've had doctors in the past say, "Oh man, Stuart, I don't even want to go there. I'm just terrified to get a bad review." Yeah, uh, you guys have probably heard that, and my response is always like, "Guys, you know, uh, we don't have to fear a once in a blue moon, you know, negative review. The the best of of practices will eventually get that." Um, we don't have to fear that as long as we're being proactive and we're building positive reviews. If if nothing else, it actually makes the positive reviews look a little more authentic. If there's going to say it authenticates a lot of it when you you know yeah. you you can't have all five star million five star reviews like that looks weird to me. Yeah. They were probably yeah, bought, bought in Bangladesh. Little, yeah, it looks a little fishy. And then you know when we get when we do get a bad review, hey, let's let's use it as feedback. Let's make it right with that patient, and uh, you know let's move towards getting more and more positive ones. So, yeah. So that you're saying that there's a, there's a fear factor to actually starting the process. They'd rather almost have zero as opposed to the chance of having a bad one. Yeah. Kind of, kind of the analogy would be the, let's go put our head in the sand and pretend. I mean, I kind of get that. I get that logic. I mean, it's, it's, it's a vulnerability, right? Let's not open ourselves up because I don't want to know. And if I start getting a bunch of bad reviews, that's going to expose me to having to change my practice, change my methods, change my team, you know? Mm -hmm. So I could, I could see how that would be a, um, a hurdle for starting off. You know, I think Craig, I think you and I are young enough, uh, (laughs) that, you know, we just in our in our minds, you know, we kind of were in that computer age. It just wasn't an option to not have reviews, you know, for our practices being progressive and et cetera, like for us. So but I can see what Stuart's talking about in terms of, um, you know, you know, more established dentists who maybe didn't grow up in that era who really don't maybe they don't need it per se right now. Do you uh, that's a good question, actually. Stuart, do you run into that? Like, hey, you know what? I have zero reviews, but I am good and I have a lot of word of mouth and I don't need this technology stuff. I've, I've ran into it more than, more than one would think. I, I mean, I get a lot, uh, you know, a lot of the times it's been like, Hey, you know, I don't care. I'm busy as can be. And Oh, by the way, you know, I'm going to retire in six months. I'm going to be selling the practice. And then I well, said, there you go. Okay. okay well, great. I mean, you know, hey, Dad, okay. 
yeah, okay, great. You know, congratulations. Awesome. What's the next step of your life? Oh, it sounds great. But, you know, by the way, you might want to think about jamming out some positive reviews because when the next young doctor mm-hmm. comes in to acquire your practice, it's a nice little cherry to have on top when you can say, oh, by the way, we've got, you know, X amount of reviews and a five-star reputation. Here you go. Yeah, and it's actually a value, meaning value to the sales price. Like I look at practices to acquire, and if they have zero reviews and no website, I'm like, awesome. That's going to be a cheap practice, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then it gets it gets the doctors thinking a little bit, and you know I've seen people kind of fourth quarter in their in their practice jam out positive reviews, and and like you said, yeah, it puts a puts value on the practice as they move on to the next stage in their life. Yeah, would you agree with that, Craig? I totally agree with it. You know, it's part of the brand, part of your culture. But I mean, it's also, it's a recruitment tool as well. Like, I mean, uh, there's just, you know, for big industries, you know, larger businesses, there's Glassdoor and there's way to review in, uh, companies that are hiring. But in the dental practice, one of the ways that we get a lot of our team members is through our reviews. They, they see what your culture's like from, yep. from, from just reading those reviews. It's not just the business process. It lets people know. I mean, I can, you and I, Peter, we talk about this all the time. We can read about a practice just from the reviews and get a really good sense of what it's like. And the social, right? Like we look at Absolutely. the social and get a real sense of kind of the, yeah, like the culture, the, vibe the, and the culture vibe, of that practice, the vision, yeah. absolutely all of it. And uh, people don't buy what you do; they buy like why you do it. So mm-hmm. you know they're looking for that perceived value. They can't readily ascertain the quality of our margins or our dentistry. So they're just hungry for perceived value. They're hungry to find out more about the practice. So that I think that review, those reviews are critical, and not just for business, but for recruitment of people as well. Great point. Yeah, totally agree. So what, what what's the actual methodology? How do you do it? A, a text descent? I mean, I want to I want to understand the process if you don't mind. Sure. So yeah, um, basically, you know, we we basically say, hey, we want as many patients to receive this uh, this text message. However, we leave the ball in the doctor's court, and we give them the ability to simply and easily send a text message to whoever you know, whichever patients they want to send it to. And so, you know, with our, with our platform, it's real simple. Uh, you know, as patient, as the patient is checking out, um, the front desk girl, whoever's in charge. And, and we do recommend that, you know, we put one, one, uh, staff member in charge mm-hmm. of actually this process. So there, there's someone, you know, that can be held accountable. Um, but basically real simple patient's cell phone goes into a box. Uh, the, the staff member will click a send button. And then they receive a text message, and with two clicks, they're they're screened, positive or negative. And if they're positive, then they're sent exactly where they need to Sorry, go uh, to leave a review on either Google, Yelp, or your website. And then if they're negative, they're sc- they're sent to a different uh, area where it you know it says, "Oh, sorry to hear that was your experience. Go ahead and leave feedback, and we'll reach out to you. and We'll make make things right." And Got so it. through through experience, we've just man, we've worked so hard just to, to, to make it a simple, simple process. Cause we know it's gotta be easy for these patients or they're not going to do it. Cool. Yeah. That is, you know, we, we've talked about that other podcast, like it's gotta be the easy button in almost everything we do, um, in society. And, um, you know, there's some other concepts that Craig and I talk about where, you know, talking about how, you know, we've been trained once again by the Ubers and the Amazons nows and the, you know, everything is conforming to, um, to convenience for the, for the end user. 
Um, so I think dentistry is going to be changing a little bit with that because sometimes we make it pretty difficult to get treatment or, you know, meaning that you'll come in and then you'll be referred somewhere else and you'll be referred back. And then, you know, Craig has built more of a, like a dental hospital that is, is keeps everything kind of under one roof for the convenience and, um, consistency, I would say of the patient. Right. Absolutely. So those, those kind of things, I think you, you can, you can just start. You know, I tell my team that all the time with just processes we go. I was like, if they can't hit the easy button, it's probably not a good idea. Yep. yep. It's just not going to get, just not going to get done. And so, yeah, the more, more and more patients we, we send out the invite to, the more, uh, you know, either positive reviews or, you know, crucial, crucial feedback um, that we never otherwise would have gotten. So what's the, I mean, I guess it varies per practice, but you know, when you do email marketing and stuff, you talk about open rates and stuff like that. So what's your conversion rate from sending out a text? Yeah. And I guess, you know, to actually getting an authenticated review. Yeah. So we, we shoot, we shoot for about 10%, right? Okay. So if we're sending out a hundred reviews, invites per month, we want to see about 10% of those mm-hmm. patients either leave a review or send us, uh, you know, some, some good feedback. How do you, does your software know what it was sent? Meaning I would be afraid to spam people. Yeah, good good question. So our, our software only allows patients to receive it once every six months. Okay. Um, so say there's a, a patient that comes in for, a, you know, a treatment a couple of days in a row or whatever. And, uh, you know, Nancy up front um, sent them the message two times in a row. It would only let her send it that one time. That's 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 good, you know, because in an era of where sometimes p- patients get bit angry when you know we have such confirmation, you know, we have confirmation texts and confirmation yeah. emails and confirmation yeah. calls, and you know, and then now we're going to send them a, a a review text and a review text. You know, people are going to be like, "What the hell?" You know, right. so that's good that that you're not adding to the yeah. The, we, uh, we we take you know a, a proactive approach, but we want to be really you know really tactical and you know um, just make it. You know, not so obtrusive for the patient. Do you integrate with any native, uh, like patient management softwares? Uh, yeah. So currently we're, we're integrated with Dentrix. Okay. Um, and then we're working towards, uh, you know, others in the, in the near future. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. What about like, like how would you, but you could import, meaning if I had EagleSoft or something, could you, imp- can you import like the, just the ex or I should say export the into like an Excel document and then import them into your software or no? You know, currently we're not doing that currently. If, okay. if, if you did have, a, let's say an Eagle soft or, you know, some other platform software, then, uh, you would just go ahead and manually plug it in manually. Okay. Yeah. Yep. You know, I, we, we were using some, uh, third party, uh, procurement services sounding similar to, uh, what we're talking about with Stuart. Yeah. Um, but it was relying upon um, the person entering uh, the information, and, and when we did that, uh, it worked well. Um, but you know, I'm I'm a big fan of things that are automated if possible. Um, uh, but but it's true, you, you, you're we're hitting our patients with so much already. Thank you, emails, reminder texts. Uh, people are getting really kind of pissed off with us at cer- certain people and they don't know, you know, obviously we have safe unsubscribe to emails and, and all the text messages always stop, uh, end with a, if you want to stop service, just reply stop. But people don't see that. They get really, especially older people like right. stop harassing me. They don't, they don't know how to do that. So, um, you know, I, I just think that 
the amount of messaging that's going out, you know, it used to, you know, we're all familiar with that statistic that used to have to hear something um, seven or eight times before it was actionable, like traditional advertising statistics. That is now up at 18. I mean, for God's sakes, there's minion stickers on my bananas I buy at the supermarket. Messaging and advertising is everywhere. So to drown out the noise, um, we have to, we have to, Put an active system like what you're talking about into our practices because people will not on their own volition write their own reviews i, I know peter it, it might be worthwhile to bring up what you're doing with uh the the, the tickets and the raffle prices and stuff like that there, there's i think that's beneficial for the for the listening audience to hear about yeah um that's a good idea so basically you know we make it fun because i you know Stuart and um we make it fun for the end end users. So we kind of just do a random raffle based on if we know they've written a review, not incentivizing them to write a review, but, but time is money to everyone or time is valuable to everyone. And so we just like to make it, we kind of surround some energy and fun around um, review writing or social media check-ins or social media postings just so that, you know, just because I know, I know Yelp will say you cannot ask for reviews and we really don't ask for reviews. Right. Um, but if we see that something's happened, we kind of, what Craig's talking about is we kind of make a contest around it and reward our patients because if they're going to take the time sure. to, you know, speak our praises, then I want to, I want to make it fun for everybody. Um, no, I think, I think that's a fun way to get patients involved. And just a, a quick thought to add on top of that, you mentioned check-in. Um, that's, that's another big deal. Like, uh, you know, so as far as checking in, um, you know, the more that we can have patients do as far as when they write a review. So if they post a picture, say on Yelp, they're posting a Mm -hmm. picture and they're clicking the check-in button, uh, in, in Yelp size, you know, they're, they're not, they're more, even more so an authentic patient and their review is less likely to be filtered out. Right. Um, and, uh, just the more that we can get, get our patients to do to help us out on these different you know, platforms, the better. And so I don't think there's anything wrong with asking patients to check in. Um, but, uh, but yeah, definitely agree with you. That's cool. That's cool. So where do you see this going? You know, I was on a, do you know, um, you ever heard of white spark? I haven't. No. What's that? In Can- he's a, he's a, it's Darren Shaw. He was on the podcast. Mm, I don't know, early on, maybe episode five or something, but I used to use him for some services for, actually this this process and and so he's up in Canada really sharp guy actually lectures a lot for the industry the professionals that actually you know are kind of on your side not actually to dentist yeah um who do this as you know SEO and stuff like that so my point is is that I was having a discussion with him and I said so where is all this going like it seems crazy to me that we have Everybody walks around with camcorders in their pocket, i.e. smartphone, and we don't have video review sites going on everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, um, do you see that as being an evolution of kind of uh, next level reviews? Yeah, I mean, I, I think as far as like where things are going, I think we're just barely scratching the surface as far as social proof in general. Um, mm-hmm. and like you said, everything is going more, more and more video. And, uh, everything is, is going more and more social. So, you know, I think we're, we're only in the beginning, we're in the first chapter of this whole thing. And yeah, I think everything is moving towards video. And actually, you know, for that reason, we've added a kind of a video element to our service mm-hmm. just because, you know, we understand how, how difficult it is a lot of the times for, 
for practices to actually have a video presence. And so we've kind of created a simple way for offices to do that as well. Yeah, video is hard. And then as I'm thinking through that, I'm going to say patients really aren't going to be want to put their face and everything on there for video reviews. I just I just find it ironic that everything is so video based and and yet we're reliant on these these anonymous reviews that we put so much credit behind, right? Yep. Like I would put a hundred times more if I saw like, you know, Sally Smith talking about her experience, you know, as opposed to reading it. Um, I mean, so I don't know. I just, I'm asking what's next because people all the time ask me like, well, what's next? Like, you know, if it was SEOs and, you know, social, like what's coming up, what's next, what's next. And, and my answer is just kind of like yours. It's, I said, everything's, you know, everything's surrounding video. Yeah. So and I, I just think, didn't know if that would transcend into, into even reviews as well. And I think, I think as well, like, so you mentioned like, you know, anonymous reviews, I think anonymous reviews have so much less power. I mean, still as patients are reading anonymous reviews, you know, they're still trustworthy and they're still definitely going to, going to sway them. I'm not saying anonymous. I'm saying like, I don't know that person, meaning sure. that could be a fictitious name. It could be, you know, right. I mean, right. it's not anonymous. Yes. It has their name, but like, I don't know them from, yeah. you know, Adam. So, yeah. Yeah. but a video is a lot more like you can't fake a video. Totally. Totally. And where I was going with that is, is basically Yelp. I think they're doing a really great job at, you know, making sure profiles and, yeah the yeah. profiles and is this a real person have they written reviews mm-hmm. elsewhere and and i think i think yelp really has uh the you know a grasp on where where this is going and i i think because there are actually there are, there are a lot of review sites where you can actually write anonymous and the patient's name won't be there um but yeah i think it's going to just to continue to answer your question i think it's going more towards authentication or reviews patients more and more are going to want to see that hey is this a real person actually saying this yeah, you bring up the Yelp thing uh, because it, Yelp, I always tell people, is kind of like the holy grail for getting reviews because Google will let you, you know, if you have an, a, a Gmail account or a Google account, they, they will let you post that sucker pretty quickly as long as you have a history and you didn't just set up that account. Correct. Yelp, if you set one up and then post a review for that practice or whatever it is, it almost 1,000, you know, it, it's getting filtered, you know. So I, if they're not already Yelpers, like, don't even bother. Exactly. Now you, you bring up an awesome point. Like so many, I've seen so many doctors, you know, uh, with their closer patients, you know, they'll say, Hey, you know, Bob, can you create an account while you're here in the office? And, and like you said, it's yeah. don't even bother. Um, because you know, if it's your first, second, third, fourth review, probably Yelp is gonna, is gonna filter it. Um, a quick mm-hmm. tip again, going back to the, you know, having your patients click check in as well as, you know, asking them, uh, to post a, a picture as well with the review. You know, that helps. Yep. But at the end of the day, you're, you're absolutely right. You want to hear something crazy, too, by the way? And I, I know this about Yelp. Yelp will actually, depending on your market, um, Yelp will limit the number of reviews you can have. So in our area, you know, we're not a very cosmopolitan metro area. So the highest Yelp review dentist in, let's say, Palm Beach County is probably a, a guy who has maybe 40 or 50 reviews. And there's us that has like maybe 95 or 98. We actually have about 200 filtered reviews. And those aren't reviews that someone just did one or two or three reviews. Those are actually credible Yelpers that have done five and seven and really? 10 reviews. I've yeah. never heard that. The reason why Yelp does that, I found out, is that Yelp wants to advertise. They want to get advertiser dollars. And a lot of people, as we know, Yelp is Yelp just took a huge hit on the stock market. I think it lost 25% of its share share price um, just last week because 
people are just pissed off about it. It's not, they're, they're revolting. I mean, in the last month, Yelp has given up. It was, at, geez, it was at 36 about a month ago, and now it's at 26 or 27. So it gave up a ton of value because if they're looking and they're seeing a big Yelp player in their area, a guy with 500, and they have three, they're not going to spend money. They feel like they can't compete. So, uh, yeah. so, so they're throttling it down, huh? They're throttling it down just for equality, just, you know, to, you won't see one outlier Yelp, uh, business in any, uh, certain market. But, uh, Stuart, Yelp, I want to ask you something about Yelp actually too, uh, since we're on the topic is, is it connected to Siri? Meaning if I say, Hey Siri, I need a local dentist or a nearby dentist. I heard that, that it's basically linked with Apple maps product. I've I've heard that as well, but um, I don't have any you know credible information that that would. Okay, so it's just anecdotal, I guess. Yeah, yeah I've, I've heard the same thing and and kind of noticed that too. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not 100. percent Well, cool. Anything else to add in in closing? And um, Craig, do you have anything that that we haven't touched on or that you want to touch on in this concept? No, no. I appreciate all this information, Stuart. It sounds awesome, and uh, I think that was valuable for the listening audience. I appreciate it. Stuart, is there anything that you can offer, uh, basically some listeners, like, you know, we've had people will do an audit, um, of kind of where they are, um, you know, an offer, like something that you, that they, someone could reach out and, and get a, get a bulletproof dental practice promo <laughs> on. I mean, is there something you can offer? Yeah, no, for sure. Um, so yeah, anyone that, anyone that calls and gets a demo and wants to try us out, we, we typically don't offer a free month. But uh, mm-hmm. you know, for any of your listeners, we'd love to to offer a free month and, and just allow you guys to kind of you know try it out for yourselves. Check and, it out. Yeah, check mm-hmm. it out and try it for thirty days, no risk. And and uh, you know, we we assume that it'll work great, and hopefully, we can work with you long term at that point. But we just want the most people possible to try it out. So yeah, um, we'd love to offer a free month. Okay, and then if someone has questions and follow up, uh, can can I post your email in the notes? Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, so best way to, or the best way to, the best way. Yeah. yeah. So best, best way to contact us is, is just simply go to our website and just, uh, send us an email. Um, so it's just patientsnap.com. And, uh, wait, you, wait, you don't want a hundred personal emails right in your box <laughs> as much as I love the email. Yeah. I mean, it's like email bombardment every day for everybody. So I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Especially yeah. Craig. Yeah. Anyone with any yeah. questions, just go to our website. We'd love to chat with you and, and talk further and check out where you're at currently and see if we can help you out. Cool. 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 All right. I'll we'll post that up. Stuart, it was a pleasure. I, I learned a lot and, um, I appreciate what you're doing for, to the, for the profession and, and really kind of, um, helping people out. So that's, that's cool. I appreciate the value. Yeah, no, great talking with you guys and yeah, keep me posted in the future. If I can, if I can do anything else with you guys, be great. Absolutely. Thanks Stuart. Appreciate it. Thanks guys. Thanks so much for listening to Bulletproof Dental Practice with your hosts, Dr. Peter Bolden and Dr. Craig Spodak. Online at BulletproofDentalPractice.com. We'll catch you next time.